everybody, welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. My name is Pagan, and as promised from the last time you got to hear uh, the wonderful folks over at Spirit World Center, Eric and Lava, we are back to talk more about creativity in art, and we have a whole brand new topic which we're going to get deep into, and as always, thank you for joining us, and Lava, thank you for being here. Eric is also here, but probably is not going to contribute a whole lot to this because this is not Eric's wheelhouse, which is totally fine. We understand, uh, but we still love him anyway. So welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having us here once again. Excited to talk about this. And uh, yeah, I'll probably be letting Lava take the lead on this because she is the expert here at uh, Spirit-Led Creativity. So uh, kind of segueing a little bit into our topic for the day, uh, I would have to say when it comes to spirit-led creativity, for me, it's such a different experience than just doing straight art, um, you know, regular art that I've done just, you know, for, you know, the purposes of creating art is always so different than spiritual art that I have, where I've done it like a train a channeling session or asked a spirit to come through and kind of help me. Um, what has kind of been your experiences with that lava? Um, so of course, spirit led creativity can take many, many forms. Uh, my main medium is through painting and drawing, but it can translate into dance, music, theater, you know, name it, it can be everything. Um, and for me, so I use the technique of spirit-led art to inspire myself and to create like painting that I would never have thought of painting otherwise or discover a new technique um, when I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. But um, another way to use it is to, you know, uh, bring healing uh, to my practice as well. I think that's a really great way to do it as well. I know that, um, and I may have mentioned this on the last episode that we talked, and if I did, everyone who's listening, just remember, I have the memory of Dory. I don't remember what I did this morning, let alone what I said on a previous episode. So if you hear it twice, that's why. Um, but I do remember when I did a painting one time, I was, oh, I was going through some rough stuff, and I was working with one of my guides at the time, and I couldn't get past the pain that I was feeling, the emotional pain, and I was just really stuck in it. And I kept getting this, you know, inclination, you need to paint, you need to paint, you need to paint. And I'm like, I don't want to paint. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do any of this. I want to just be in this moment and just work through it if I can. And so eventually my inclination to paint kind of won me over and so I'm sitting there working at my easel at my desk and I start painting this very dark and gray kind of scene where there's this tree and all the leaves are blowing off the tree and in the tree is hanging this dream catcher and the feathers are being blown off of it and there's just so much pain that was imbued into that painting and I remember looking at it when I got done, the painting was gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, the painting was fantastic. But it was like so much had been lifted off of me because these spirits were moving through me and moving out all that pain that I had. And 
they were basically saying you have to let go, but you can't do it emotionally. You can't do it physically. You have to do it through something else. And that was the painting. Yeah, um, I think I remember you mentioning it in the other podcast. <laughs> I but either mentioned it before or after. Story. I don't remember which one. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it was after we after the podcast because we talk so much. We do. Um, <laughs> so maybe it was off air. I don't know, but I remember that, and it it is exactly the essence of uh, using spirit led art for healing. You know. It's like it can help you work to your emotions um, or, you know, just like you invite spirit and they, they lead you in your movement and in, in everything that you put on the paper, on the canva. And from there, well, maybe you don't even know what you're painting. Mm -hmm. And it's after you look at what you paint and then it's just answer arise from it or you just feel as you as you know, a relief. You know, you just feel like there's a weight off of your shoulder of out of your heart and it's helping you moving forward um in life i would say that's definitely true when it comes to a lot of the spirit-led kind of art and creation and all of that and it's really interesting because a lot of times even in like working with uh ritual there will be times where you know, as you were mentioning before with the theatrics of all that, and theatrics is basically just ceremony. It's just a different term and how it's done. Sometimes it's done in fiction form that you would see like in a play. And then there's other times where it's done ceremonially in um, witchcraft, where it's done for ritual. And, you know, you don on the outfit or the veil or whatever you need to do to do this kind of thing. And you say what you need to say. And then there are times where you will have these moments where the spirit will take something that seems so mundane where you're just reading some lines or you're saying some lines and even though you're in the costume or the the appropriate garb for that ceremonial work, you end up having such a profound experience that you could have never begun to anticipate. And I know this happened recently. Um because we did a large ritual with um, the Morgan and especially the aspect of five. And, uh, you know, I was wearing my veil and all that and I was doing these things and the ritual was very long, but it was also so much bigger than I had anticipated. And the movement of everything and the words and the way that they flow out of you during that moment because they're imbued with the spirit is so much bigger than you could have ever begun to anticipate and when you get done with those moments and especially even if you're doing something like painting or drawing or dancing or music and you get done and you kind of look back on what you've done and the only thing that can come to mind is wow that that came out of me and especially if you have something that is visual that you can see in front of you afterwards the the finished work of it like art and you get to see that experience displayed before you it's just such a profound experience and yeah so um when it comes to working with the spirits what is kind of your beginning kind of how to so if somebody was like oh i would really like to try this what advice would you recommend to them so 
Well, if we explain kind of the the experience of how, um, you know, if you, how does it feel to do the practice? Because I think it can help then understand what to do. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, you know you get into a, a trance, or maybe you're used to channeling, so it's it is channeling, and you welcome the spirit. So you know you get into that zone. And you can feel the energy flowing through you. And it really feels like you're bathing in some kind of, I don't know, some kind of the water of the energy of this specific spirit. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, you know, like whale spirit, because I, I work closely with whale spirit. So let's see, I welcome whale spirit in my um, in my channeling, in my, my own vessel, and I'll just just you know, let go of control and let her lead me into what I need. I will ask her just like, what do I need today? You know, and I just trust that she knows that well spirit knows what I need and um, it will just unfold in certain ways. Sometimes it's very hectic. Other times it's very soft, very nurturing. Uh, when I, what I put on the paper, the, the gestual is different. Um, and also, you know, you can ask these questions to the, the same question, what do I need today to different spirit? And they will find a different way to convey um, this need to help you like find out what you need. And because we often need more than one thing, we're complex people, yes. right? So <laughs> So if I ask well spirit, it's not like asking bear spirit or asking a deity to work with me or so on. And it can really take me to different places, you know? And so that's, that's interesting. And sometimes what is the most, I think, important in this is to not be in your head and really go down in your heart because my practice is like, it's heart-based communication. And this is how I think that the most profound change can happen between uh, ourselves and the spirits when we work with them. When it's heart-based communication, um, it's just, like, I don't even have words for how it can be transformative uh, as a spiritual practice. And uh, yeah, so from there, when you, you let them in and uh, let's say you... You just allow yourself to not be in control, which is difficult, mm-hmm. you know? So allowing yourself to just let go and let the energy flow. And just that, just having this shift of energy, it's helping, it's healing because you're just kind of moving around like old stuck energy that you didn't know really how to move through old emotions, maybe, or maybe recent even stress mm-hmm. and so on because of life. Um, this can help just like shift the energy, shift the, like your composition, and then you allow it to unfold. It can be on the paper. Sometimes <laughs> when you really like, when you're okay to let loose, it's really fun. Cause let's say like, I would start maybe drawing something on a paper, but then I'm going to get up. I'm going to start drumming. I'm going to start singing. I'm going to go back to my sheet. <laughs> And if I have a lot of anger, it happened once, like I was just spitting on my sheet. I just like, I was spitting on my, on my drawing (laughs) and it was very cathartic. It was awesome. 
And, uh, you know, it's really not about like the end result. It's all about the process. And it's, it is in this process that you find the most profound healing. Sometimes even like on top of the process. So let's say it, it's a cherry on the top. Sometimes you have an end result and you look at it and you're like, wow, okay, I really have to meditate on this picture that I just draw because uh, there's some messages for me in there that I still need to work on. Um, and then you can put it aside, you know, or you can burn them. I burned so many paper because I'm like, no, I need to release that. You know, it's mm -hmm. some kind of, because I feel it contains a lot of energy. You know, you put all like, these energy into a paper when you're working with something material, of course. But uh, but if it's just in the moment and it's the process, it's, it's a dance and it's already, it disappeared when you're done. It, the dance is not there anymore. Uh, yeah. I find that to be... Um very true especially when you're working with um different spirits and now for those who are listening i do want to preface that if this is something that you are new to especially if you're new to trance and channeling um before you do this make sure a you either have some trusted spirits you can work with but also before that even make sure you know how to put up your own protections so you don't have somebody try to hijack that has happened before yeah. to probably <laughs> everybody who's channeled and um don't think that you're overconfident and you don't need them because trust me you do so make sure you know how to do that before you do all this but once you know how to do those protections and they're very simple and easy to do and you're ready to kind of work with your specific spirits and even if you don't have a specific spirit that you want to work with like there are times where I have done art with what I would call a random spirit um which is very chaotic <laughs> very chaotic <laughs> in some ways because you don't know the energies they're not familiar to you and sometimes when you get done with them you end up with beautiful works of art and other times you're like what on earth is this and yes you have to work Sorry. through that so yeah it, it's really a fascinating experience when those kinds of things happen oh totally um it's it is um and it is infinite you know it can it it can be resourceful in so many ways to have this practice um in your life because it can you know help you uh, finding inspiration when you're in a creative block. It can help you move through um, energy blocks that you have. It can help you move through emotions and old um, old wounds that you mm -hmm. might have. Uh, it can help you recover, you know, find back powers. So when you feel like you're lacking power in your life and you need to kind of find back that power to well, to feel functional again, to feel like you are alive again, um, this can help you too, because it's just another way to find back the wisdom or um, connect with the spirits so they can give you their wisdom and so you can grow. Because this is, this is what it is all about, the trance work and connecting with spirits. So there's many, many uh, different ways that trans uh work can help you you know it's about the communication with the spirit so you can pretty much improve your life and it can be done yes by uh spirit-led art but it can be done by trans work uh, it can be done by 
um, shamanic journeying or uh, it can be done by um, just thinking here, you know, like trans postures, uh, aesthetic dance, soul singing. And there's just so many ways to connect with the spirits. You just have to pretty much invite them in your life and they're going to be there and you're going to have a, a little extra spice to help you out with whatever you're doing. And so in that manner, the spirit-led art is no different. It's just a form of channeling or trance work that can help you connect with the spirit and improve your practice. And uh, what I mentioned is that there's many uh, benefits, you know, from like getting more inspiration, uh, getting healing, recovering power, uh, receiving messages, uh, and just having a sense of being more connected overall, overall um, with the spirit world and uh, even the natural world as well. I think that's very true, especially when it comes to um, the the moments of things like, for example, soul retrieval, if you're doing it, you know, shamanic work. And if you haven't heard the previous episode, we kind of talk, talk um, about shamanic work in art. Um, but the big thing that I have found when it comes to doing art of any kind is how much, you know, we all say that art connects to the soul and it's the soul that does the speaking with art. Um, and it's true, it does, but there are times when you'll be doing some sort of art creation and then it doesn't feel right. It feels off or there's something that just needs to be worked through. Sometimes it's a blockage. Sometimes it's those kinds of things. But a lot of times I have found that I have not been okay enough or part of myself has been fractured and I need to find whatever is missing to fix that. And sometimes it's being so angry at your canvas that you're splashing paint across it. And just, I have gotten so angry at one of my canvases, I busted the canvas <laughs> because I was so mad of working through this and working through the, the rage I was feeling because I didn't know how to fix what was wrong within me and you know as spiritual beings as spiritual practitioners a lot of times we don't realize when um we're needing something that's to be fixed essentially and i'm not saying fixed like oh you need to you know get that fixed otherwise it's not going to work anymore it's more of the things that life and everything sometimes can come in and cause such havoc that parts of ourselves can break and then you have to figure out how it broke how to fix that how to heal from that and in those regards when you do things like stab your canvas like I did <laughs> because you're so angry at it it was such a cathartic moment where it wasn't so much about the art it was about the practice of creating and the practice of releasing and when I stabbed that it was one of those moments where I was like yes this is how I fixed that. And it just kind of all started to fall into place. And then I grabbed a new canvas and the spirit that I was working with at the time was like, now you can paint, now you can create, you are okay. And then we created some beautiful art together, but the first canvas <laughs> ended up in the fireplace because that's where it needed to go. <laughs> exactly. And this is when like your creative process becomes a ritual and, you know, 
uh, an act, a magical act. You know, mm-hmm. it is it is very powerful to use the stabbing to end something, even if you don't exactly know what it is about. You know that you're <laughs> you're stabbing it, and it's gonna you're gonna get rid of it. <laughs> and it's to trust that you know that you even if you don't know what the level that you are right now you trust that like your higher self and your soul knows what it's doing and you're just like let's stab this thing and and get rid of it yeah honestly that sometimes has been the way of how it has worked out to, to where you have to do something that seems violent and angry and I would say that you know those are like oh that's very violent why would you be that violent when you're creating and I I would challenge you to ask yourself why is violence in art not okay? Obviously, if it's done safely and it's not, you know, obviously harming others. But if you're having to create something that is a violent scene or is something that is dark or something that is inherently not what we are used to as humans, because as humans, we want to see what ha- makes us happy, that's pretty, those kinds of things. That's what we want to see, because that makes our brains happy, releases the happy chemicals in the brain, and we like that. But sometimes you don't want to see that. Sometimes you want to see the dark world because of the fact that you need to see that, you need to understand it, you need to express it. Uh, for example, you know, we talked about one of the paintings earlier, but there was another one I created that everything was made of blood because I needed to paint something that that was that dark. I needed to work through that. And I just had so much working through me at the time that it was, I remember when I asked um, the Morgan, I was like, I want to paint this. I don't know how to paint this. I don't know how to do this. I need to work through this thing. I was like, but honestly, I want to go sit in a bowl, in a like swimming pool of blood. And I don't understand why. And it wasn't so much that I needed it, this really dark experience. It was more of, I felt like I had to be almost reborn through my painting and kind of swim through those almost like birthing types of, you know, swimming through blood and all that. And so when I got done with this painting, which was, I effectively named it the blood garden um, because everything looked like it was covered in blood. And there was this pool in the middle of it that was nothing but blood. And when I got done, obviously I felt immensely better. But at the same time, it was like, wow, that was really dark. That was a whole lot of darkness. And when I got done, the channel message that came through for me was, you needed this. You needed to release this. And now it's there and not inside you. And so having those kinds of moments when you're able to heal through that and you're able to fix those problems and um, express things that you can't vocalize. Because sometimes if we vocalize things that come through the art, uh, that that's what we would call a grippy sock vacation. <laughs> and those are not okay unless you need them. Um, but in a lot of ways, those are something that expressing it through the art is also a healthy release. So even if exactly. your art is angry and, you know, looks violent, it's better to put it on canvas than it to live inside you and do damage. Yes. And then your art practice becomes just a shadow work pretty much. <laughs> which, you know, and it's interesting that we talk um, about shadow work, which we're going to do a whole episode here on the show uh, fairly soon about shadow work. 
Um, so you get to hear all about that if you're uh, looking for more information about that. But, you know, shadow work is one of those things that it's often talked about, but it's not often explained. And in a lot of ways, the practice of shadow work is what it is. And so working through those dark moments in your life, which are your shadows, um, working with essentially your figurative demons is shadow work. And sometimes you have to find the creative outlets to get that out. And that would be where the art comes in, no matter what form it's in. Dance it out, sing it out, pound it out on the floor because you don't have a drum and that's the only thing you can do. Don't hurt yourself in the process of doing that, of course. Um, but whatever it is to help you get those emotions out, because I think a lot of times too, we as humans forget that we are emotional beings. We're not just spiritual beings, we're also emotional beings. And we're taught a lot by society to repress those emotions and repress who we are as human beings and, you know, fit in the tidy, pretty little box that, you know, makes the rest of society happy. And eventually we're, a lot of us are not okay with that. So you have to find your own ways to do that, even if it's expressing it through art. Um, so I guess one of my questions for you, Lava, would be, have you ever had a, a piece that when you got done with it and you got done looking at it, did it, you ever just go, holy crap, I can't believe I worked through this on this canvas? Um, yes, actually, there was one time I did a, um, was not, it was, it was not a canvas. It was actually a, uh, a, um, a puppet made out of, um, oh, yeah. of mash uh, paper. And it was meant to be burned. Now, it was for a kind of a renewal, you know, of like and throw the throw the old self in the fire. Uh, Eric was there too, and he did one for himself. And um, so my intention was to just uh, throw mine in the fire. Now, Eric, before the uh, before he throw is in the fire, I haven't thrown mine yet. Mm -hmm. He uh, started to, we were outside and he started to stab. And I really kill his old self if you want. Stab it and like uh, um, having a, also a, uh, a, a baseball bat and just kind of crash the, <laughs> the dummy. And, and It was, and it was, was kind like, of based on the old, uh, you know, killing the king ritual or, oh, yeah. or ceremonial <laughs> sacrifice. And so basically it was like, all right, this paper mache dummy, I'm going to sacrifice it before throwing it on the fire. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because at first, Lava was a little uncomfortable with this process. Exactly, but yeah. <laughs> she saw me do it. And then, well, Lava, you can tell. So, yeah. So he, he, saw, he, he did it and he said, do you want to do it too? And I'm like, sure it's so violent i don't think i need that i can just release it in the fire but then um, i said oh what the hell i'm gonna i'm gonna try and i actually <laughs> really liked it i got into it that was pretty intense and i realized while doing it and being so intense about it that i needed that that i needed to let out this aggressivity this aggressive energy this killing like a hunter kind of predatory energy that I never use in my life 
um because i'm usually very gentle and just for <laughs> is a little like story to say how like usually i'm just so not into any any kind of aggressive mode um when i started dating eric at some point he wanted to teach me kickboxing and um uh, so i had these uh these gloves on my hand and um Eric wanted me to punch him. And first I didn't want to punch him. I was, I was really not, didn't want to punch him. But then at some point I did, but um, I actually punched his face uh, by accident. <laughs> and, but it didn't hurt him, but I start crying. Because <laughs> I was really not into that kind of energy at all. And so for me, you know, this realization to, to be like, wow, maybe I should um, in a, of course, healthy way, uh, explore this aggressive, assertive uh, energy that I'm just never into, usually more passive and gentle person. So um, just this exploration led me to, uh, you know, be more assertive in my boundaries, uh, telling what I really think instead of just usually freeze on spot with people. Um, so by working through, like working a certain type of energy in other ways than like, uh, than communication, you know, and kind of mental, um, you know, like reading about uh, how to communicate better or how to mm -hmm. set boundaries and so on. That is more an intellectual exercise, but actually embodying this energy, inviting this energy and working that energy in another way really helped me kind of go all around full circle in my communication, killing out to set boundaries um, later. I love that, that art is something that you can do that with. And, and again, this is art as a whole, that you can go from being kind of, you know, a very soft-spoken kind of individual that, you know, only wants to express it. And then, when you're working through that, it's teaching you things about yourself that you wouldn't normally have thought and having those kind of realizations that you're able to be the kind of person that you need yourself to be as well. Um, like learning how to set boundaries and learning how to do those things. Um, I think when it comes to creating and doing um, art in any kind of capacity, sometimes it's more about learning how to work with yourself in addition to working with whatever medium you're working with or whatever spirit you're working with. Um, working with yourself is just as important as working with spirits as well because you have to learn how you are as a person and even your own spiritual energy. And art can be a really great creative way to do that and express that spiritual energy um, that you're learning about yourself, especially when you're a new practitioner. If you're somebody who isn't um, artistically inclined um, and you're new to the craft, learning how to, you know, work through that and kind of get in touch with your own energy while doing art as a medium is sometimes, a, I would say, in some ways, a better way than being you know, meditating and trying to focus the brain because some people can't do that. Their, their brains are too busy. They can't visualize. It's very difficult for them. And so finding a different outlet like art can help you get in touch with that. 
And, you know, Lala, you know, who's sitting here is one of those types of beings who is a very big practitioner into spiritual communication through art, but also can do the channeling stuff. So if you're somebody who's new, I would encourage you to find different ways to connect with your own energies and the energies around you that might be not traditional, that you might read in a book that would be like, oh, you have to do this or X, Y, and Z that. Find different ways that work with you as an individual, because you are an individual. You're an incredible being. And the I would say that not everybody's going to work the same. And that's the big thing about my show. And if you've been a long-time listener, you would know this, that it's practice your way. What works with your energy? And sometimes the traditional stuff is not going to be what works. <laughs> exactly. And I think that this is so important to know that art, if you really want to feel when you create, then you have to step aside, you know, not being in your left brain, but being in your right brain. And there's actually in a book about like how to draw with your right brain. So you're kind of hacking your brain to instead of trying to analyze everything you're doing, because you can be very left brain, very, you know, strategic about what you want to create. But this isn't what we're talking about here, because we're not about the end result. It's about the process, not perfection. It's really important to realize that, that it's all about the process here. And let's say you're not someone that really uh, you don't, as you, as, uh, you said, um, that let's say you don't really know where to start or you don't know what's right for you or you don't really channel maybe. Um, well, uh, what is good is to just be in your heart, um, be in connection with your intuition and move from there and just being receptive and then let it flow. Maybe you have an image or you you just have a word. Let's say, okay, I want to work on that emotion. It can be anger, sadness. It can just be shadow self. And then you start from there and then boom, something can happen. And what I like about spirit-led, spirit-led art is that um, you don't necessarily have to uh, invite, you know, the spirit to fully take uh, a space within yourself. Mm-hmm. But just inviting their energy to create a safe space for you to create and maybe um, empower you or even maybe just kind of give you a little spark at the beginning just to shift maybe your mentality. That's enough often to start a practice and to to have see a difference in your um, in the experience. I would say that's um very true as well because you know I I've met so many practitioners and so many um witches out there that are like I can't see visually through my spirit eye. I don't know how to do it. I've tried all the techniques, nothing works for me. And then they will go and have these profound experiences through something completely different. Um I have known people interestingly enough have spiritual experiences while playing video games. And while be while writing a book, they will work through something or they will have this profound thing that they've written down that they never would have thought of before. And having those kinds of experiences makes it so much easier for you to connect with the spirit world, with other energies, because you're not trying to do it 
in the way that's not meant for you. And so trying to figure out what works best for you is going to take some trial and error, of course. Um, and just because you can't channel or you can't do the meditation and you can't sit still long enough to do the traditional ways doesn't make it wrong. doesn't make you broken. It makes you just different. And different it is okay. Yes. And and that's the thing is that we we focus, we have a tendency in the community to focus on the vision part, like the third eye and visions. Uh, even, you know, if it's not art, it will be in a shamanic journeying, um, you know, receiving messages, even the dreams and so on, like having a lot of visions. But what I found the most important part uh, when you try to connect with spirits is actually the heart, you know, to really feel within yourself, like in your heart. And it's kind of a, a, a knowledge that have no words. And, and that's the thing is that some people, they can have good visions uh, and sometimes it fluctuates. They don't always have good visions. I don't always have good visions. Sometimes I don't I have, have good visions either. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I have amazing journeys and other times it's like, wow, it, it felt like the connection was very, very sporadic and not yes. really there. And I was thinking about other stuff in between <laughs> I was in and out of my journey and just doesn't work. And, but there's other ways to actually, um, to actually connect with spirits. And I think that something that's just so crucial and we tend to overlook is just the importance of the body, the importance of being in your heart though. So that means not being in your head because when you're in your head, this is when you think more, this is when you analyze more. And so when, for me, what it means when you're in your heart, you're also more in your body. And then you kind of allow all your senses to be receptive to the spirit world and you allow everything to move and, and to just uh, be in the flow and um, see what can happen. So it can be through drawing, it can be through painting, dancing, uh, chanting, um, heck, even screaming and stabbing, <laughs> apparently. Screaming so <laughs> and stabbing works, honestly. <laughs> so there's many, many ways for, for people to kind of just feel this connection. And the body is often, I find, kind of put aside for more the head. Like, you know, when we think about psychic, we think about the third eye and, uh, and so on and so on, the visions. But really, if you take the time to just pull down and be in your heart, be in your body, even though you think, oh, I'll be more grounded, so I will have less, you know, of an out-of-body experience, for example. But if you actually try to be more spirited, so by being in your body, really focusing on your house, your vessel, and you invite more and more spirit within yourself, so more that so much that you kind of like a you you um the word in French. I have a French woman here. You <laughs> débordé, um, you kind of overflow yes. a spirit. You will feel that you're just spirit, but in your body. And so that's a, a very different experience. It's an in-body experience, a spirited experience within yourself instead of trying to get out. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing too is, you know, we were talking just moments ago about having um 
kind of those disconnected moments. If your first few times trying a different method to connect with spirit don't seem to go according to plan, just remember that everybody starts at the beginning. Even the most experienced channelers in the very beginning will be terrible at it. And it doesn't always just flow naturally. Sometimes it does, but that's very, very rare. Sometimes it's one of those things where it's a skill that you have to cultivate and you have to learn and you have to work with and you have to put in, you know, as my husband says, the sweat equity. Um, you have to put in those moments to where you are able to do the work. And so if you're trying to do spirit led art and it doesn't seem to be flowing for you, it doesn't seem to be working. Keep trying, give it, a, give it a while and see if it works because it might just be one of those things where you have to build the skill up to understand, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z to connect. And I was doing ABC to connect and that wasn't working. So whatever the method is, try it, try something else, change it up a little bit. And it doesn't make you broken if that's not your thing. If that's not your thing, it's okay. Try something else. Maybe, maybe you are a better channeler than you are an artist and that's okay too. Maybe you're a better artist than you are a channeler. You're not broken regardless how you turn out to be. Exactly. It's, it's just, there's so many, many ways to invite spirit in, in your life or to connect with your higher self and to heal. And I think this is the beauty of, of it all. Like just, there's just so many ways to explore and uh, sometimes you can also feel that um, a technique is not for you right now. It might come back later in your life. You don't know. That is and, true. <laughs> and exactly. I used to be so, um, I love yoga when I was like in my early 20s. And now I don't do yoga at all. Like, I just don't do yoga anymore. Right? <laughs> and it's okay. And I say, maybe later in my life, it will come back. Um, I, instead I do trans postures. This mm -hmm. is my thing now, which is kind of yoga, but in, you know, it's just have different technique and different kind of focus. And, um, you know, before that, I think that what is really important when you want to feel this shift inside of you to feel this connection, um, is to prepare, you know, your mind and your body to be receptive, to kind of empty yourself out. Um, and what I like to do for that, if it can help your, your listeners, is um, I like shaking. It's mm -hmm. something that you see like all over the world. It's just shaking it off and uh, on the rhythm of like drums. And I can do that for five minutes. Sometimes I need a good session, like a good 30 minute. And I'm like, okay, I think now I'm ready. It, it's never the same, you know? Sometimes you just almost, you're on the verge of being very receptive. And other time you're just so much in your head that it's like a lot of work to just be in the right uh, zone. And I, so my favorite three is uh, shaking, um, soul singing. So just pretty much, well, I guess sing like the Cocteau Twins, you know, like you just sing whatever comes and you you just let all the noise be there and uh, you just allow the, the, the meditation, if you want, it's just you just allow yourself to sing whatever your soul wants to let out. And sometimes it's beautiful, sometimes it's 
um <laughs> questionable <laughs> a- angry <laughs> um sad it depends and um then I also like breath work working with the breath to center myself before um a session is also very powerful and very helpful for me um as well so I think that those are really great techniques and doing the whole shaking thing. You don't have to do it to something traditional like drumming. You could literally do it to Taylor Swift, shake it off if that makes you feel better. Um, Whatever works for you to kind of get you in that zone. I've known people that their focus music is literally rap. I don't understand how they do that. That doesn't work with my brain, but that works with theirs. It calms them down. I don't understand it, but you know what? If that's their thing, good for them. Whereas me, I'm just like, nope, I need something a little calmer. (laughs) Sometimes even like white noise works for me. Um, But yeah, if you need to shake and dance and, you know, get the wiggles out, as I told my daughter when she was a child, um, you know, do what you need to do to do that. And then there are other times where breath work is really great, especially if you've heard any of my meditations on the show, you will, you know, hear me start with that breath work that kind of centers you and gets you focused for whatever we're about to enter into. Um, If you're new to the show or you're new to practice and you would like to kind of understand what that sounds like, you can go back and check out the meditations further in the show. Um, But yeah, those are really great techniques to kind of center you and get you ready for uh, whatever uh, creation you're about to do, whether it be trance work or art that his spirit led whatever it is it will help you no matter what um now we are just about out of time so for those who are listening and you are new to the show um eric and lava are members of and the owners and the creators of the spirit world center so do you guys want to uh let everybody know a little bit about that and where they can find you certainly well the the spirit world center is a place where we offer lots of training in connect in learning spirit communication right so learning how to do things like trans journeying um otherwise known as shamanic journeying um engaging in spirit work so in creating a relationship with the spirits and and also uh spiritual receptivity things like mediumship and channeling and uh we we especially offer this for people who are healers who are or, or into tarot reading and such that they can boost their practice and start connecting with the spirits in that way that's then going to empower the the rest of their uh, of their healing work um and so we have the spirit world center that's spiritworldcenter.com and uh we also you can find us on instagram at spirit underscore world underscore center and uh that's pretty much our main places we also have a facebook account uh it's uh not actively taken care of yet so but uh, (laughs) if you want to follow us there then you'll be one of the few number of people who are already there and uh hopefully we do something with it soon but those are the main places to find us and you can also find all of lava's art through the spirit world website if i remember correctly is that correct yes 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 so her, her like, galleries on there yeah if you would like to um see the creations of lava you will be able to find all that all the links are going to be in the show description as always that's i always include everything 
Um, and if you are also interested in checking out their show, they also have a podcast that is the Spirit World Center podcast. You can check that out. I've been on it several times. Um, and <laughs> I probably will be many more times in the future, just like Eric and Lava are regulars here on the show. Uh, and we love them. And we, I also love being on their show. So it's a great time every time you guys are here. Uh, but yeah, this has been amazing as always. And I've loved having you here. But everyone who's been listening, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know your thoughts about the episode. Maybe tell us your favorite creative way that you like to connect with spirit. And take care of yourselves. Be kind to each other. And I will see you all next time. Bye, everyone.